You're listening to Talking Tunes, and joining me online today is Vanessa Williams. Hey, how you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about music, right, and um, all the silliness that goes with it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Someone wants to refer to this music as silly music, and I love that. It's just a simple, like, that's what it is, but I know you do a lot of donk, like... What, what's your feelings about different genres and stuff like that? Uh, well, I think Donk is definitely in itself a genre defined by like an offbeat bass on a 4x4 kick drum pattern. But I get that. I think like part of the reason it attracted me to the whole Donk scene was just uh, less egos, more silly. How we get to that? To be honest, you can make like any genre donk if you want to, just by adding a bit with a donk in it. Like there, <laughs> and the songs um, I've made, which are like definitively gabble, definitively jungle, but just at some point a donk comes in, or you just have something a bit stupid about it, and therefore it's a donk track. Yeah, melding genres is what makes it all fun, really. Nice, yeah, no, I love it, I love it all. I mean, I noticed, like, really the sort of silly donk or whatever has come in over the last five or so years, uh, whereas before that donk was more like, put a donk on it, type donk, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's really a bit up in the air and undefined what exactly is the definition difference between, like, bounce and donk. But I would personally call that song bounce. Just from, but I think that's like a cultural standpoint between the people who made that track, the people who make what currently is called donk. And if you call your song donk and you think it's donk, there's donk, isn't it? Like, yeah. There's no real sense getting your head too hot over that. In my opinion, between bounce and donk is, you know, bounce or the Scouse House, whatever, it's very serious stuff. There's probably a lot of bounce stuff for the Scouse House stuff that's like original, whereas a lot of the silly donk stuff, it's 100% rip off you know, bootlegs, memes, and all that sort of stuff. So I think what was interesting as well was when the Blackout crew played at Bangface there, they were expecting a scousy type of crowd. You weren't expecting the not taking yourself too seriously Bangface crowd, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the difference between like Bangface and like Clubland, it can be kind of like night and day. Uh, I think you are right. I think the difference between Donk and Bounce is like the seriousness of the music in itself. And so I guess it, the, I think Blackout Crew do really tiptoe. You know, in so many ways they are definitively Bounce, and in some ways like they are taking a piss, absolutely. But I think on the end of um, it being more original or not, I think it's, um, I think that's a little bit uh, vaguer. Because with Donk, yes, there's many bootlegs, but there's Bounce. Like the Wigan Pier tapes and stuff was pretty much majority bootleg from, I mean, and then uh, obviously it's Blackout Crew, we also got Bonnie Soldier. I think it goes back and forth really. Anyway, no, we need to talk about some of these tunes, right? This first tune you just labelled it as Telephone, the always super busy bootleg. Tell me a bit about this tune, who is it and uh, why'd you pick it? It's by me. Um, <laughs> yeah, did you not realise? Oh right, yeah, that's the other thing, I need to chase you up on the track listing because you only put like really abbreviated names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are what my file names are. Like, it was absolute nonsense looking at them now. Um, yeah, yeah, so Telephone, uh, this is I think the track that kind of defined Vanessa Williams actually because beforehand, um, I was a timid man in a suit named Roswell who ran a multinational organization called the Donk Line. And I was very frustrated at the fact that the lack of Donk songs direct
directly about telephones existing. And so I thought, obviously we need a track remix telephone, you know, the biggest song of telephones ever made. And it became my mission for way too long. And I made it and that grew the beginning of the beginning of uh, Vanessa Williams. And you touched on a topic which I should have probably introduced off at the top of the show was the fact that you also run the dog line. I do indeed. Me and my extremely powerful and well-connected and talented group of individuals that are called uh, the, sorry, um, oh, whatever, we'll call them the Inner Circle of Donk. We're the, uh, the Inner Circle of Donk is who runs the Donk line. Uh, it's a very shadowy, um, vague group of people who are extremely well-connected and they run all sorts of things besides Donk, but all have an extreme passion for Donk. Because the Donk Line, as I understand it, is a night in Brighton, as well as the SoundCloud channel where you're putting out Employee of the Month mixtape. Yeah, so we've been making nights in Brighton for, and other places, but mainly Brighton for quite a while before we started the SoundCloud and started the Donk Line. We've done nights in other cities as well. They've done takeovers in Leeds and Norfolk and London and Bristol. I mean, we've done uh, individual solo nights in London as well. And we're going to continue to do more nights um, all over the UK, including our next one. <laughs> so let's have an announcement. April 13th, Donk Line, extra donkey. A crop will come out to play. There we go, world exclusive. Cheers for the info. <laughs> it's April the 13th. Who's your headline on that one? We will let you know. In other news, my tiny little nipples went to France. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical Ah, to be to be announced. We can tell you that we have a wonderful DJ whose name begins with P and ends in U2 uh, on the lineup, and also someone else's name begins with S and ends in Ad Spit Sally. All right, well I know at least one of them then. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the genres for me that I listen to, I enjoy listening to, but I don't really know it deep down and a lot of DJs and stuff like that. There's so many of us. So many different styles of music out there, some I really invest the time into, and so you just have to enjoy it for the, what it is, you know? Mm, well, I think also, to be honest, the thing with Donk is, you were saying earlier, it's kind of this silly dance thing. One of the things that really I love about the scene is it comes from a lot of people with loads of different spheres of influence. Like, um, well, P2, who I just mentioned, who is playing the night. They come from like punk background and like they bring like trance elements into Donk. And then Sazbit Sally is like up, up north, like a keener hardcore DJ that brings that Donk sound still. Our third uh, guest is uh, well, Dolphin Boy. And like they're all about their nightcore. They're definitely in the Donk sphere as well. Just like, I don't think they've ever really put a Donk on it, but you know, they'll happily play a Donk. I'm a frog and of course, you know, I like to eat flies. 
And like people would have called their nights nights, even though no donk happens. But if you've got hardstyle and hardcore and nightcore and all the different cores, but you still have that sense of humor to it, people will still call it a donk night, even if there's no donks. So, real quick, we need to talk about Alfie, DJ Steez, uh, Red Hot Rabbits, The Last Dance of Frogline. <laughs> Red Hot Rabbits, but yeah, yeah we, that song is unbelievable. They made that song specifically for Previous Night to Last in Brighton called Frogline. But yeah, some people brought some ribbit bangers, but Alf Steez just brought the ribbit banger among ribbit bangers. And uh, as soon as I heard it, I knew we had to release it on Dogline. I'll tell you an interesting fact you may not know about frogs, right? So you know how as humans we evolved from reptiles, uh, you know, who evolved from fish out the sea to in fish, reptiles, humans. But you know how fish breathe underwater with gills and humans, mammals, we breathe oxygen through our mouths, like on our noses or whatever, right? But frogs, they start off as tadpoles with swimming in the water and then at some point they go on the land and start breathing air. And they are the key to human evolution in that the, you know, going from the water to breathing in the water to breathing in the air, the key to that is frogs. I didn't know this. It, it's, it's, when I hear shit like this, it is just, of course I love frogs. Of course everyone in Dongkai loves frogs. They're wonderful. They're, they're like the messiah of um, cool animals. Slimy little piece of gold dust on our earth. And if it wasn't for frogs, we'd still be living in the sea. Hey, wonderful rocks. Uh, we've thrown rocks at each other underwater and spouting racist nonsense. That'd be terrible. And, and certainly not talking to each other over the internet about donk music. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Alright, so your next tune anyway, because we'll go through these tunes pretty quick, so they're all quite short tunes as well. The DJ Royal Mail kicked that funky beat. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, DJ Royal Mail is the newest inclusion in the Donk Line fold. Quite recently, uh, birthed themselves after being a Donk DJ, straight from working as um, a royal servant, a postal person, which they are still, I, I believe. But once the Donk Bucks really start rolling in, we'll see how long they keep the DJ Royal Mail moniker. But yeah, they're incredible. They combine breakbeat, jungle, uh, footwork infusions into like just really tight, donkey, trancey tracks. Um, really, really excited to see. Like, like where their donk career goes. Not much donk in it. This is like breakbeat. Yeah, this track doesn't really have any donks in it. The album this is from, the Royal Servant EP, is designed as an exploration of adjacent genres to donks. So I feel there's a bassline track, uh, a jungle track, a trance track, an XC track. And if you listen through it, you'll realize that they all, all these songs fit in a donk uh, mix and will blend perfectly well with other 160 style bangers. But yeah, um, it's not donk in it actually. Without explicitly having donk in that, I mean, that is quite an interesting view on the art, as it were, to make something that, as you say, fits in the genre, but doesn't actually necessarily tick all the boxes of the genre. 
it's quite creative. Yeah, this is the sort of stuff that the average person you just missed. Like, I totally missed it until you pointed it out. I feel I have to become an extreme expert on Donk in order to consistently release Donk videos and make it engaging. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of made yourself a bit of a target, right? Because you can't run the Donk line and not know everything there is to know about Donk because you'll be doing something and someone will say to you, oh, yeah, but what about such and such? And you'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. And then it's like, oh. It happens all the time. It happens with frogs as well. But like, finger people just gonna keep telling me all the donk facts on top of all the frog facts. As soon as I became the donk guy or the frog guy, I was just you know, it's, it's not the worst um, curse to claim, but I'm up for it. Oh, this song is incredible. And this is one of the key things as well, is that instantly recognisable memetic audio samples of, I know exactly what that is, but it's been remade with some weird synth. That is one of the things I absolutely love about this genre of music more than anything else, really. Um, I think for a long time, I had this quite honestly wanky perspective on music, that I needed to keep changing and evolving and going through different things in order to be engaging, exciting music. Because I really loved uh, early breakcore for that reason. Well, one day, it just I realized actually, repetitive noises and uh, memorable nostalgic themes are fantastic. And that's what makes uh, Donk so engaging sometimes. And this isn't Donk either, this is trance, I guess, but it follows the same uh, philosophy. In that it has memes, <laughs> it's a little bit daft or fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Prudent 3000. They've sort of been taking over Berlin recently and become the pop stars of this hard trance era, I think. people have a problem with in Donk is trying to get stuff up on SoundCloud. Don't even think about getting it on YouTube and just Spotify, you wouldn't even get to click the upload button because it'll detect it before it even gets off your computer. <laughs> copyright strike, copyright strike, copyright strike, yeah? Yeah, and uh, if you try it too hard, the uh, distro kid will say you get blacklisted, which <laughs> is a problem. Uh, it's really frustrating. I personally don't really listen to Spotify at all. You know, if I want to hear boring mainstream music, I can just turn the radio on any day of the week, you know? YouTube, I don't know if people still release music on YouTube. Um, SoundCloud is all I ever listen to, really. I think the thing is with YouTube, Spotify and SoundCloud is they're three completely different audiences of people. So there is just a whole group of very, very, very much wider network of people who use YouTube than the other two platforms. But they are likely not to use Spotify or SoundCloud at all. But they're looking for quite different styles of media to consume really.
I know with Spotify, I hear tell of, you know, there's a million odd songs on Spotify that I've never even listened to once. Uh, and especially now they're saying, oh, yeah, we want to give more to Taylor Swift rather than give it to the little guy. It's like, I've been there before and it's an uphill battle. Why even bother? Uh, and then with the YouTube, again, it's a lot of effort to get the videos up there and then like to get like five plays. It's like, what is the point, you know? <laughs> oh, God, I know that. Even more demoralizing is when you go into those analytics where it goes, this video that's like five minutes long, the average playtime is like two seconds and only five and only five people watched it. It's like, well, what was the point? If you go onto the Donkline uh, YouTube account, which has been updated in a minute, but one of the earliest uploads is our uh, hour-long parody of Dragon's Den. And one of the top comments is someone saying, how does this have 80 views? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Something I've always been doing, but I've only just recently heard it referred to as posting and ghosting, where you post out content and you don't bother going back to check how it's done or anything like that. You just post it and then two plays, two million plays, don't give a shit, I've posted it, I've done my bit of art as it were, and what I'm doing isn't art, what you're doing is perhaps, but you just post it and ghost it, put it out in the world and leave it. Try to pick my words carefully because I don't want to reveal too much of what I have planned for the future, but I've been exploring that quite a lot actually. I think it's an interesting idea of nowadays the posts that are more engaging and exciting for a natural consumer on social media platforms and stuff with far less effort put into it than it could be. It's a bit annoying sometimes as a creator because you, you have these huge ideas, you want to spend all the time working on it and you want to get a quantifiable response back for the work you put in. But it's actually the opposite really. So it's important to explore um, ways of making qu uh, quantity over quality really. I've spoke to a lot of producers and you'd be amazed the amount of times people would say, oh, that tune that everybody really loves. I did it in an afternoon. I didn't really think much of it. I put it out there and it just went crazy. Whereas this tune, which took me a month of blood, sweat and tears, no one listens to it. <laughs> it's like, it's that, it's, that, it's that balance between producing stuff out quickly and getting it out there versus, and it's, it's of a certain quality versus killing yourself over something that never gets anywhere, I don't know. Long story, and we're gonna talk all the way through Killjoy, which is the, one of the few mainstream names that I recognize out of your playlist. <laughs> I love this song. I think it's just a good example of like a grime remix that really fit um, just a style of Blender doing it. It's, it's, it's pretty much a donk tune this. If you really, if you listen to the swing on it and the way the stabs go in, it's just on the one instead of the uh, 1.5, which you get normally on a donk beat. But what you were just saying before about um, you make a track in a day and somebody's never really likes it, you take a track in a month and it doesn't do very well. I've thought a lot about that. And there's an artist, uh, Monk, who's done very 
very well in Dubstep, who's a friend of Don Juan, M-U-N-G-K, looking for their moves that are fantastic, and they have this philosophy of not working more than a day on a track. If you make a track, they say, and it takes you longer than the initial time you started it to finish it, then it's not really well thought out a process as it could have been. If it takes you months and months, the original concept you had when you started it is so strange by the end that you end up with an overly muddy, complicated song, which isn't true artist to artist to artist, but I think it's a really interesting perspective that some artists like Fred again share. Because like you say, the, the, original, the original idea you have on day one, oh yeah, I've got a vision for this, etc. 30 days later, that vision, you've lost that vision, and listening back and working on it, you change the vision over time, so eventually it just becomes diluted. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you, there's a real energy when you first start a track that you can't really, like, match when you come back to it months later. But, that said, uh, my best tracks have all taken way too long to make. But then this track we're listening to right now, this is a really cheap little bootleg I made in about three hours, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is your dancing bounce edit. Yeah, I mean, it's super fast. I haven't mixed it down on a big speakers yet. But like, you can tell through uh, visual spectacographs or whatever, but it looks nice, it sounds nice. It gets me happy, I play it in sets. Never ever meant to the internet. Just it's what the majority of bootlegs aren't meant for. Because SoundCloud will take this down. Oh, God forbid Spotify or YouTube, you should say. This is a Solid Sounds exclusive. I mean, I've put it in this mix um, that we're listening to now, so SoundCloud didn't take it down, but maybe if you put it up as a single track, it would take it down, and I've had that problem before as well, yeah. So a method of getting around SoundCloud sensors and keeping a track online is to have like a long stretch of silence or some other audio for like the first like minute or two. So if you have a song that would have like a copyright flag 20 minutes into a mix, nine times out of 10, the mix will always stay online. I'm surprised actually because we've never had copyright issues, for example, with any of our Employee of the Month mixes. And there's some like ridiculous stuff we've put in there, or the artists have. thing was pitching stuff up as well sometimes what you need to do is pitch it up a bit um and the algorithms can't handle that yeah but i think i managed track to track i think i've had some songs that i pitched up like five octaves and they're really they're really trying hard to not you put that stuff in they really don't want me to do it <laughs> <laughs> So you give me these file names as you've got them labelled on your hard disk. What does LQ mean then? Oh, <laughs> that meant low quality. Ah, oh, low quality, right. There's a little MP3 so I can share it with people, but I'd, um, I'd worked on the song more since making it and I didn't like what I did to it. So this, like, that was my first low quality bounce of it and I just liked it like that and I just don't really work more on it.
And now you've gone absolutely bonkers with this Grave BX. What the hell's this? This is Grave BX. Grave BX is uh, a new artist in the Bulkline roster. They're really, really, really talented. We just released a project with them. And it's like hyper pop, PC music, uh, hardcore donk, jump up remixes. And this song is another. Solid Sound exclusive announcement. This is uh, their tune for our next compilation tape. The first compilation tape uh, Donk I've ever seen, the best compilation tape Southern Donk I've ever seen. It is. Right and Pit presents Donk Volume 1. And Gravy X has introduced an incredible track for it. Uh, we've also got music from other Donk Brand contenders like myself and Big Wizard. And uh, we've also got remixes from Donny Soldier, Bubble 07, Sket, Shelly Temper, and I'll leave the rest for the prize when you actually listen to it. Because what I love about it is the way it mixes so many different genres together. And to make that sound simple is actually the real hard work. Yeah, no, it's taken a lot of work um, making uh, Donkline have an actual variety of sounds when our name is the fucking Donkline. <laughs> How do we actually... Yeah, it, it could have gotten boring really quickly and we could have easily um, died on a really weird hill. But uh, trying to explore what I think is a wider genre than just Donk while keeping it Donk has kind of been the challenge and the fun of it all. Yeah, I never thought about that because I think... For me, when I see the word donk line, I don't necessarily think it's going to be donk. I just think it's more as a feeling or a vision statement. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what we aspire to be. Donk, which is not taking itself too seriously, all types of music all mashed up into one. So if I'm listening to something on the donk line, employee of the month, and it ain't all donk, I'm like, that's what you expect with the donk line. Oh, well, I'm really happy that's your perspective on it, because that's what I'd hope people think of it, but I didn't necessarily know it was that clear a mission statement with that. Because if I started up a, a channel and called it Drum and Bass Rollers, right? Drum and Bass Rollers Extreme or something like that, whatever. You would expect to hear Drum and Bass on that channel, right? <laughs> if you heard anything that wasn't Drum and Bass, you'd be like, oh, this is shit. That's not fucking Drum and Bass. And I'm not having a go at Drum and Bass people. I'm just saying that something like Drum and Bass, you'd expect it to be within a certain rail. You know, it'd be, you'd, ex you'd, you'd know what to get. Whereas with Donk, if you heard something, oh, yes, yeah, this, this is a Donk line or it's a Donk line night or whatever, and someone's playing Jungle or something, you'd be like, I'm open-minded. That's what I would have expected. I no, I really see what you're meaning, and like, it's not just drum basses, genre. Like, techno is another good example. Like, if you're making a mission, story, yeah. Well, no, I think there, is, there, there are some genres I think are more open than others. But like, if you go to drum bass night, like, you expect a drum bass. If you go to techno night, like, expect a techno. But if you go to a garage night, um, it's pretty open to hearing grime or house as well. And uh, if you go to donk night, who the hell knows? So that was Basement Jacks, where's your head at the 100 Gex remix? Yeah, the most recent 100 Gex track ever. I think it was the opening song in their Boiler Room. I uh, absolutely love it. Like, I love, um, on top of loving Donk and Garage and Jungle, I do really love my dubstep. And it's a nice, like, chunky, 2008 dubstep tune that 170 BPM with loads of hyperpop elements. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, 100 Gex, you made a song just for me. One of the things I always end up talking about on every Talking Tunes is Bang Face at some point or another. 
And again, if you went to Bang Face expecting to hear a certain type of music, well, you've come to the wrong place because it's everything, you know? So I know that's a, that's a different sort of kettle of fish, but like, again, yeah, I'd just say Donk would be like that. I mean, if, I think if I went to a Donk tonight and it was all extreme hardcore gamma and industrial up-tempo, you know, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, you fucked that up. That wasn't as far as I was expecting. The thing is, though, um, I think that's been the most challenging spice in the cake, I think. Obviously, there is a massive overlap between the up-tempo and gather and donk, and there is a time and place I don't like to hear it, but it's not always obvious when it is the right time and place. And it's been, sometimes it really goes off, and sometimes it really kind of puts a stop to things, and it's the most risky move you can make, I think, uh, in promoting donk. Meet her at the Donk Parade. Love it straight away, just on the title alone. Oh yeah, no, fantastic track. I think this song, um, so there's an early track from DJ PPQ, who is now known as Pew 2 who will be playing our April 13th gig with Productive Records. This is a particular time and place for Donk when it came out, about 2019, 2018-ish. I, I think I'd call it the beginning of the Donk Renaissance. So there loves to be with us becoming really popular. PvP were getting the tracks online to the Dolphin Boy. Donk Line just started, we booked them for their second DJ performance as DJ PvP. And this is a track we used in our trailer for Donk Line. And like, while it's not a Donk Line release, everyone in Donk Line really loves it. And just because it's the first piece of content we put out involved that track, it does sort of feel like an important song to all of us. Big up you too. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Boiler Room because I've seen some artists playing Boiler Room and I'm like, wow, what is going on? Specifically, I'm thinking of Lobster B, who in my mind is probably one of the primo donks out there. Uh, and when he played uh, Boiler Room in San Francisco, I'm like thinking, fuck me, what is going on? 100% respect him. Like. Because it's like such an all-star lineup that San Francisco show. It had a tall CEO, another Donk Line love and friend, Creation, Dream Booking, Murder Club, best name in the game. So many good people in that lineup. It was a couple of years back as well, wasn't it? Did you see that? Well, I feel I've seen it somewhere, yeah. That's crazy. I, I, from my understanding, it didn't go online anywhere. I mean, I've talked to Lobster B about them being frustrated. It's not online. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I saw, maybe I just saw, was it some pictures of him or, or something? Maybe I saw that and I think that's just, because you know, there's a lot of live streams and shit like that going on during COVID and whatever as well. Did you just like watch a, like, a live stream of Lobster Beat and think you're watching Boiler Room the whole time? <laughs> was, did Creation get involved? Was Creation there? I don't know who that is. She runs Smile.R.I.P. and it's kind of like the Donk representative in the West Coast of America. We're playing Donk in Las Vegas and stuff. She was, uh, she did a song Gucci Gucci in 2011. It's like a 77 million view dubstep track. It's, she's really, really, really cool. They got creation, makes in the game. Oh, in this track as well, it's um, an enigma of Don Klein, DJ Liveleak, who also runs their project Gonzo Dog, an elusive and strange punk band. We worked tirelessly for a long, long time to get dark web donkers out there. It's all just a very, very illegal cyberweb donk stuff. Like, it probably will, I mean, it's some of the creative fun stuff Don Klein's ever put out, really. Get 
to wonder with artists now and all the different names am i thinking that each individual artist name necessarily represents an individual person or is it like people randomly naming themselves a different artist every time they release a track i i i i'm beginning to wonder is if, if someone came back oh actually do you realize actually every track you played on that show actually was all vanessa williams <laughs> just under a different alias for every fucking track you put out I'm not taking credit. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think that's one of the things with Donk, when, and, and probably why sometimes I get confused. Like, I didn't realise that Pew 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 renamed himself to Pew U2. Oh, you know, it is really confusing, actually. And I was almost wanting to make it like a large topic of it. It's like when artists make several names. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like four or something. <laughs> uh, but I think the majority of the time it's because their content changes so much from project to project. Like Coxon, for example, starting a new Sad Girl persona. But I'm not quite sure what the name of the Sad Girl project is yet. But it's just because they're they're so known for their ravey 4x4 hard stuff. And then, you know, they just really want to evolve this other sound. But it becomes difficult to... Um, it becomes easier in your own mind to differentiate uh, your silly uh, bootleggy stuff with this other very specific project if you have a different name for it sometimes. I wonder, though, know if like some people out there are using different artist names for every track as a means of obfuscation because I think that's some of the allure donk as you're saying there that some of it's like as you say mining the dark web for the deepest of donks <laughs> it's like is it is it or is it really just your mate next door <laughs> you never know with donk <laughs> I mean no I'm pretty sure it's always your mate next door <laughs> everyone's always just one next door to another next door so that was live leak it still, it still is Live Leak. It's a very evolving track. This is uh, the DJ Live Leak remix of DJ Live Leak, Yummy. One of the things I enjoy about this sort of music as well is a lot of creativity and mm. doing new ideas. Like going back to the meet of the Donk Parade, just on the title alone, you know what you're going to get and you get it and it's beautiful. Um, but still, even then, it's kind of creative in what they've done with it, you know? Um, and I'm not just picking on that one, it's loads and loads and loads of examples of it. But then on the other hand, people use an air horn, it's like, seriously, give the air horn a rest, that's, you know? <laughs> Or <laughs> that squeaky bed sound. Or the squeaky bed sound, yeah. Some of them are just done to death. Yeah, I think like, I don't know if I necessarily need any more Mr. Happy remixes. I don't think anyone's made any for a while to us, but I started to make one the other day as a joke with a friend, and I got like a few minutes in, I was like, oh, okay, can we exchange this noise for something else? I, I think I've heard like, 15,000 Mr. Happy remixes at this point. Oh, this song is um, another song of the Brighton Pier Tape described. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers remix by DJ Bax out of New Zealand. A really, really, really cool up-and-coming donk artist. It's part of the um, New Zealand uh, bouncing. It's really flourishing at the moment. Although they call it NRG everywhere. I think 
Australia as a country do things a little bit differently. Uh, and that you know you got that Melbourne sound and all sort of you've got like almost a different it's a different cook different cooking pot as it were of styles and genres and the fact they call it NRG down there. Well and there's Marble Balance has been around for a while and then there's NRG, which is like kind of an amalgamation of Donk and NXT. I think like they'll acknowledge the donk and the trap. But I think this yeah, I don't really know why donk is such a UK centric term. It's like uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Chill. It's Chill. Uh, they're really really cool uh, speed based artists based in America. They call it speed house, and they always refer to the individual noises as donks. But I am so certain they've set the track for donk. And they call it speed house. I've never heard that before. Oh. Really really cool. Yeah, it's American American donk and speed house. I guess Chill is an amazing concept. Yeah, and obviously as well, Australia well known for hardcore, breakcore and that sort of stuff as well. I feel like half the people in the world live in Australia for breakcore <laughs> and the other half live in Belgium. I didn't actually know it spread that far. I'm a big fan of Ovatsky out of um, Croatia. He's one of my favourite breakcore artists, but I, that's one of the few artists I know from outside of the UK, really. Well, to be fair, breakcore is like another example. It's probably my first uh, internet music love that really kind of developed into my love of bong. I remember going to UK warehouse, or well, London warehouse parties, where I was a wee teenager listening to jump up and dubstep in the room, and I discovered breakcore. I'm like, oh, oh, what's this? It's just like tick some stupid boxes in my brain. And uh, I just dug through these horrible 230 kilobytes per second YouTube uh, recording different breakcore songs. And that was, I didn't really say where half these artists are from or what they do with their stories. One of the things I think is interesting with breakcore is that there's no real geographic representation, specifically as in, you know, Gabba came from Holland or Jungle came from the UK, etc. Donk really is a music of the internet in the same way breakcore is a music of the internet. Although you say it's predominantly the UK, fair enough. Um, but as you say, anybody in the world could be making this and, and sharing it and, and putting it online. For the protection of all attendees, do not dance. Busting a move is strictly forbidden under serious legislation. Breaking this rule will indefinitely result in repercussions. We advise to all that this is not time to take it to the floor and strut your stuff. And to do so would be a major threat to both yourself and the surrounding audience. Therefore, we are asking you to refrain from dancing in all its various forms. Well, I think, well, no, I don't think Donk Donk in the UK. I think the word Donk is Donk in the UK. I don't, I don't hear other countries use the word Donk. Like, it's Hard Bus in Russia. It's Speed House in America. It's NRG in Australia. But they're all things I call Donk. They all technically are Donk. You are not permitted to dance. Do not dance. You are not fucking dance. This song here is um, of a proper time and place as well. Uh, very soon after we started our first uh, EP tape with Donk Plan, The Green Giant, we were in contact with Spanglis. As an artist, I've been, it's just cool. I've been really into their music for years. When I used to be like a little jungle DJ in pubs around Brighton, they got Cobra sounds. I'll play like a lot of Spanglis tunes. Uh, we got in contact with them. They just had a tape they really wanted to release of us. And it was kind of, we call it, now that's what I call a sit down rave. And this song is about how illegal it's not. <laughs> 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 the song by its nature is outdated. As soon as lockdown ended, like it doesn't make any more sense. But I love it, and it brings me back to all those times where you just sat in a chair to the hardcore music at a venue to dance at. I never experienced that, but I remember now you're talking about it, hearing about it online. Yeah, sit down, rave. Did you not go to any of them? 
No, when lockdown happened, that was it. Game over in Ireland. I didn't do a go out at all. Oh, fair play. I think it was like it was in the second half of it. But like when we were allowed to sit like X amount of distance away from each other, I was DJing. Well, yeah, the Cobra Sound crew. It was a local Brighton uh, drum bass and jungle providers, and I remember doing just on like outdoor sets. The people sitting down drinking fruit punch. It's pretty nice times, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think like. There were some sets I saw people listening to, like going to like a <laughs> like an EDM or like hardstyle set, sat in chairs remotely away from it. it was something a bit bizarre about. It. it was all a bit bizarre. I think it was just all the efforts I think to keep the club uh, circuit alive because goddamn the English government's trying to kill it. But let's not speak more on politics. <laughs> What you are witnessing is not dance. Bristol, Brighton, two of the probably most iconic cities on the map for good rave music. Uh, how'd you get on with your neighbours? In the face, sound trumpet, and I'm sure I have a lot more down there, right? But in the face, we're quite closely attached to. We've done not necessarily for directly for in the face, but there's a sister company, 160 BCM, which Gash, who runs in the face, started. We've done sets with them before. My friends are the crew who run that stuff. Um, yeah, we get on. We respect each other. We've released Gash's music as well in the form of um, DJ Can't Say No and Gash. Moo, more cowbell. Just, I think the most popular song we've done at the moment. Uh, Sound Crumpet. Love their music, but I haven't been to any of their events. They've not been as active for the last few years. I, mean, I think COVID probably knocked it out of a load of people and killed a lot of gigs off and crews off and whatever. I don't know. I mean, I know they just did a, a various artists release for Palestine at the moment. I saw that. That was good. Yeah, it was good. That was, and the fucking mint tunes on it as well was really good. Um, lively, lively scene down in Brighton is what I was getting to anyway. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, Brighton, well, Bristol's Bristol, obviously, but Brighton's like really passionate. I think it, a lot of it becomes self-contained to Brighton. And so if you don't live there, you really wouldn't know about half the crews who are really active down there and doing cool stuff. Like ourselves and Save Yourself from Before, Large Up In, in The Face, Large Up uh, In A Face, and Large Up uh, Cobra Sound, Large Up Volts and Patterns, and oh lord, how I miss Sticky Mike's Frog Bar. There are so many, there's so many good spots and so many interesting uh, people running stuff down there. We're into DJ the Beatles beat again. The Beatles heartbreak edit again. Tell me, this is a unique artist called the DJ Beatles, and not just someone, and not someone under another alias. Well, they have a new alias now, actually. <laughs> see, I see. I knew, I knew, I crack, crack it open at some point. Get the truth out. So DJ the Beatles is the previous persona of a Don Clan mainstay Blasters, Big Wizard. Big Wizard is a wonderful, wonderful person and a wonderful and magical wizard. They make big bangers and do even bigger mixes. And yeah, just don't go friends and family, often see at our events. Uh, they've got some really cool stuff in the pipeline. They're, they've got a tune on the Brighton Pier take and they're also posting Brighton Pier Volume 2, the Big Wiz Cash Money Special, which I'm very excited about. Only on the Dunkline. <laughs> As a kid, uh, by far and above, my favourite artist was The Streets. Mike Skinner, I listened to The Grand Don't Come For Free and Original Park Material, just like on loop, on a really like cheap MP3 uh, player in the car. That was my childhood. And um, 
No, it's just something about his like crackpot storytelling and stupid stories. I, I love it. And uh, like Garage, just Garage in general. Like, I was like MJ Cole, really well what I listened to a lot as a kid. Underground train runs from Mile End to Ealing, from Brixton to Bounds Green. My spitting's dirty, my beats are clean. So smoke weed and be lean. I step out my yard through the streets in the dead heat. All I got smoke. That was my first introduction to electronic music, definitely, with Garage and Grime. Yeah, there's a lot of Philip Tooth with the remix of it. They're just really destroying the scene right now. Just like releasing tune after tune, just really quite incredible banging bootlegs. Philip Tooth, uh, DJ Jackham, a lot of really, really cool people who've just entered the new garage and the uh, ecosphere are loving it. I cook them at 90 degrees Fahrenheit and don't copy the copyright. I got them in my sights, blinded with the lights, take them to dizzy new heights. Blinded with the lights, blinded with the lights, dizzy new heights. I've got an uh, audio pedal sitting right next to me. So I just click a button and just pitch my voice up to this much. I use it at gigs sometimes, and I thought it just adds to the feelness of um, exactly how am I doing this. <laughs> I like it, I like it, it's a nice twist. I was tempted to have it on the entire chat, but I thought it would be too much. It would be a bit much. I'd just have to watch and pitch it down and edit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would. You're listening to the street. Lock down your aerial. Yeah, this is, uh... This is uh, off my, my first album, which I'm working at the moment. Vanessa Williams presents Saturday Morning Donkers, Volume 1. I was happy about that. Like, if I didn't even know I made the song, you put it right at the end. That was, that's a huge compliment. Did, did I, win? I must have put the name somewhere. Did you know I made this one? Yeah, it says Vanessa Williams. Digimon, Digimon Digital Uptempo Champion. Work in progress, self-master. <laughs> I'm a double master, because I, I mastered it once, and then I hadn't realised I mastered it again. It got really loud. I mean, I love this. I mean, you know me, I love I love hardcore, I love up-tempo. Um, yeah, so I saved the best till last, like, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because with your mix that you sent in uh, stuff on the SoundCloud there, the, I love the way you've mixed sort of donk and hardcore. And you, one minute you listen to a bit of donk, and then the next minute you listen to a bit of hardcore, and it's like you don't even realise you've gone from one to the other because the vibe just goes right through it, you know, uh, like a raspberry ripple ice cream, you know. Um, it's all beautiful, but you just don't. Well, you actually, because you actually look at it, you go, actually, yeah, you've got two different, very different things going on. Like even now, even in this tune, two very different things going on. <laughs> Uh, I was saying before how Dong is an amalgamation of different genres, but like each time I'm making some stuff, it's just what like what I'm recently inspired by and I'm recently listening to. I've just moved to London recently. I've been going to a few like different parties here. I think particularly listening to um, XMBT and I, listening to her doing uh, up tempo and gather sets, and just been blown away by like how you can like progress these hardcore noises into each other. So I think like when I was doing that uh, mix, uh, I was really like trying to point out some bits of hardcore cap I wanted to involve into it. So it was an ode to the bang face scene and a bit of just what I've been listening to London recently. And this track as well was made quite recently. And it's just, um, yeah, just me flowing through fat kick drums. And up tempo, I guess if you're up tempo or, or the tempo is up at 200 BPM for a donk, you know, a speedy donk tune, then it's not that hard to just go hardcore. I think to be honest though, um, while there is a donk in this track, if I'm going to be really nerdy about it, I, I wouldn't call this a donk track for the simple reason that the bass is coming from the up-tempo kicks or the gather noises and the donker is just a noise to make it fit on a Saturday morning donkers album. Donk is by its nature uh donk 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 that kind of flow. 
And with that, come to the end of the chat. I had such a nice time. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and uh, speak to you soon. Thanks again. Lots of love. Take care of yourself. Bye now, mate.